0: there's a call coming from heaven itself for God's children to worship and obey him and today I wanted to share with you what I've been learning about entering into his presence first of all I'm going to read uh, Psalm 95 oh come let us sing to the Lord let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation let us come before his presence with Thanksgiving let us shout joyfully to him with Psalms for the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth, the heights and the hills are his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh come, let us worship and bow down, let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, as in the day of trial in the wilderness. And I want to read to you Psalm 100. It's a song of praise for God's faithfulness to his people. It's really a psalm of thanksgiving. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing know that the lord he is god it is he who has made us and not we ourselves we are his people and the sheep of his pasture enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise be thankful to him and bless his name for the lord is good his mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations i just wanted to share something with you that's your pastor derek had shared with me earlier on Psalm 95. Um, I'll I'll go through it a little bit by little bit. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. You see, we recognize who God is. He is Adonai, he is God. He is the rock of our salvation. Verse two, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him, with Psalms. You know, I found Psalms such a blessing when I want to worship God. It expresses so much of what I am feeling. Um, And this is uh, verse 2, we're coming to to the Lord. Uh, It's more personal, we're we're thanking him for all the wonderful things that he has done for us in Christ Jesus. And I personally thank him for what he's done for me. And so verse 2 is becoming more personal. And scripture also tells us that there's a sacrifice of praise. And I used to be quite confused about that and couldn't understand why is it a sacrifice? Uh, Well, we do, we praise God not when we and only when we feel like it. Um, We do it because he deserves it. Uh, We praise him by faith, um, not our fickle feelings. Do you know, my feelings can change three, four, five times in a day. I've been absolutely amazed at that. And so we we don't start with necessarily feeling like it. But our spirit must take control of our flesh. And we really do. We want to praise God. So as we sing to him joyfully, make yourself sing to him joyfully. As we thank and praise him, so our hearts begin to soften. I must tell you a little story. It was quite funny, really, in one way. Um, Pastor Derek and I we were going um, away and we needed our passports but somehow we couldn't find Pastor Derek's passport and the time was getting closer and closer and closer to the time when we needed to depart and I have a lovely friend Katie and she really believes strongly in praising God when you really don't feel like it. So I went to cry on her shoulder. So anyway she said we are going to praise God so I sat in the in the chair like a lump and I said praise God praise God and I mean she was running up and down the room praising God anyway she was very tired of my lackluster and she grabbed a hold of me and she dragged me round the room and said you've got to praise him praise him and do you and I thought she was very unkind very forceful but do you know it was a turning point she made me praise God with enthusiasm which I didn't feel but do you know I soon felt that That thrill, that excitement in praising God. And guess what? We found the passport. And so praise is very, very important and very powerful. Verse 3. This is where we extol who God is. For the Lord is the great God and the great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it and his hands formed the dry land. We remember who he is. He is the creator. I get so excited when I read what God has created, when I see some of these nature programs that sadly deny who he is, but they, they examine, I mean, the, the intricacy even of a bird's feather. I get so excited about that. Who but a great, and mighty God could have created that? And verse 6, this is now a call to worship. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Bow down is worship. And kneel before the Lord our Maker. Kneeling is an expression of I humble myself. I yield myself to you, Lord God. We let go over the control of our life. And that's very difficult sometimes. And we're saying, Father, your will be done not mine, and we're silent um, and worship him out of deep respect for him. I have learnt through these years that my will and my plan really are not good. Only God's will and God's plan for my life brings anything good into my life. Verse 7, for he is our God. Let's think on that. How amazing that Almighty God, creator of the universe, creator of everything that, that we can see. He's our God, our God, my God. And here in verse seven, the psalmist says, we are the people of his pasture. I mean, that, that means it's, we're special to him. What a privilege. Again, it says, and we are the sheep of his hand. Now we're so used to to seeing on our televisions, uh, the English way of herding sheep with a dog, that was not so in Jesus' day and in he, where he lived. You see, a shepherd, in David's day, he lived with his sheep. He knew his sheep by name, um, and sometimes several flocks got together uh, for, for you know camping down at night. But then each shepherd would go out. He had a special call, and he would call his sheep name at a time and those sheep heard his voice and obeyed him and followed him and that's what it's like for us Jesus knows your name he calls your name with love and affection and tenderness you see as we hear his voice our hearts soften as we bow before him our hearts soften and we begin to allow him to love us We allow ourselves to receive his love. Did you know that it's one of the most difficult things for Christians to allow God to love them as intimately and passionately as he wants to? He's able to speak to us deep in our hearts. Worship, that's deep in our hearts. And it says to us, today, if you will hear his voice, but here comes the warning in verse 8, do not harden your hearts as in the day of rebellion, as in the day of trial in the wilderness. You know, when God speaks to you, when he speaks to me, honestly, we need to be ready to obey him. When we enter into that wonderful place, the Holy of Holies, it's our secret place with him of his immediate presence. Then instinctively, we're in an attitude of worship of loving him you know worship it's submission it's surrender it's yielding this is really the place where God can speak to you but to get to that place we have to enter through thanksgiving and praise it's not that God is delaying it's the problem is us um we don't wait to feel like worshiping him We offer up a sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Please don't be surprised if you get a little thought that comes in your mind by the enemy that says, oh, you're a hypocrite. You don't really mean it. You don't feel like it. Your words are empty. That is nonsense. Your words are acceptable by our Lord God. You know, when we praise, we're saying who God is, what he has done for us, and Jesus told us to worship the Father in spirit and in truth. We start with truth. The truth is the word of God. God is who he says he is. Now, thanksgiving, it's its a more personal aspect. Um, Thanksgiving is thanking him for what he's, he has done for us. We're thanking him for what he is doing and what he will do for us. You see, thanksgiving and praise, I know it said it before, but it brings us into the Holy of Holies. It's that private, personal, secret place that's with you and God. I just wanted to recap a little bit um, Psalm 95. You see, verses 1 to 5, when, when you go to read it yourself, you'll see that verses 1 to 5, it's all thanksgiving and praise. Then the psalm moves into worship in verse 6 through to verse 7. And God will speak to you when you are worshipping him. Tells us to bow down and worship him. And then, of course, here comes the warning um, at the end of verse 7 and the beginning of verse 8. Then when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. You know, sometimes we harden our heart. We're coming close to God, but then we get afraid and we pull back. And I'm asking you please, please don't do that. When you're praising and thanking God, you're seeking intimacy with Him. You're seeking to enter into that Holy of Holies, that sacred place. And you see, the more you thank and praise God, the more you enter into that special place, that place of intimacy with God. Intimacy is God. Maybe that's just the reason why some of us, we pull back because we don't feel very comfortable with it. Maybe that's the reason why we pull back, because we're afraid of losing control over our lives. Or could it be that we're afraid of what God might say to us, what he might require of us. Or we may be afraid of what changes he wants to make in our lives. There's actually a story that I was told um, by another minister about being afraid of what God might require of us. And there was this young man and he would get into this wonderful place of worship. And then he thought God was telling him to go to China. Well, he didn't want to go to China. He wanted to stay in the States. So he pulled back. But then he began to harden his heart. Then he got into the ways of the world and he got into a big big mess and then he got so desperate he realized oh God I need you and he would come back to the Lord and you know he'd worship him and then he would have that feeling God wants me to go to China and he would go all over again back into the world back into a mess and he did this several times until eventually he got to the point when he cried out to God and he said I can't stand this he said oh God If you really, really want me to go to China, I will go. And the Lord said to him, no, I don't want you to go to China. I just wanted you to be willing. So God wants us to be willing. And it isn't necessarily the place that we'd be afraid of going to. So you see, the secret place, that is... I say, it. it's the secret to our real life. Our real life is the life that we have with God. And it's the secret to our future. It's the secret place that we discover who we are and what we should do. By entering that place of intimacy with God, do you know, we hear his heart. His heart becomes one with our heart. You see, our heart's desire is that his heart would become our heart. We want to love what he loves and we want to hate what he hates. And we, our heart's cry is that, oh God, that my heart would be broken with the things that break your heart. And we would find out, I think, that the things that break his heart are really different to the things that break the heart of our flesh. Now, how do we come into that secret place with God? In Psalm 91, we see a principle there because uh, it says, I will say of the Lord. And this is how we enter the Holy of Holies. We say of the Lord, Psalm 91, verse 1 to 2. He who dwells in the secret place, that's where we want to dwell, in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, you are my refuge, you are my fortress, you are my God in whom I will trust. Basically, we enter the secret place by saying, oh God, you are my rock, you are my strength, you you are my Lord, you are my healer, you are just everything to me. You enter that secret place through your praise and thanksgiving. And in your heart, you're seeking his face. You are seeking that wonderful, private, special intimacy with Almighty God, who is your heavenly Father. So your praise and worship, sorry, your praise and thanksgiving and your worship, it's a prelude to entering into that place. But you must give your heart. You really must give your heart. And before we enter that place, so often there's a period of going through resistance. After all, we have an enemy who has um, you know, quite an interest in us never getting to that place. And resistance can be obstacles in ourselves where we we feel guilty. Always, always, before you come into the presence of the Lord, if you know of anything that you've done wrong, come before him, ask God to forgive him. And then receive your forgiveness because Jesus paid for it and know that you've been cleansed from that sin and you are righteous so that when you come to worship God you cannot come under condemnation when we're under condemnation it paralyzes us so there is now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus so sometimes we fear that we're going to get too close to God as I said what he's going to ask of us and then we pull back and our flesh wants to pull back, but do you know the no, the thing that we need to really, really know is that the best thing we can possibly do is to press through all those obstacles and draw close to the God. Now, there's an illustration. Uh, I'm sure most of you know the story of the woman with the issue of blood. That's Mark five verse twenty-five to twenty-eight. This woman is desperately, desperately sick. Um, all her money has gone on physicians and it says that after all this, that she's not better, but she's actually worse. She's also poverty-stricken. Now she has an issue of blood, which in, in the Jewish law, she's not allowed to go out in public. So she hears of Jesus and she knows that if I can just get to Jesus, if I can just touch but the hem of his garment, I shall be healed. And she says this that again and again and again to herself, which helps her to overcome all those obstacles which is what will people say I feel too weak I feel too ill Um, maybe he could come to me or um, you know that they're going to throw stones at me if I go out in public she had to push past push past all that oh it's too hot today I feel too tired I feel too ill but she pushed past all those things and she came behind Jesus and she touched just the hem of his garment and power flowed out of him into her body immediately making her totally healed from top to toe and Jesus called called her, he wanted to speak to her because he wanted her to know that it was her faith that had made her whole and there were lots of people all around him and they weren't receiving but she had the touch of faith, she was determined to reach the Master, that's where heart was Um, and you know there's there's another wonderful story um, what's an account in Luke chapter 5 verse 17 to uh, 26 um, here Jesus forgives the paralytic this man is totally paralyzed there's no hope for him he's lying in his cot or on, on on his mat now his friends hear of Jesus and they tell him you know there's this amazing man you know and when he touches people they're healed absolutely and we've seen this person healed of this and that and excited, and he gets really excited and he said but how can I get there and so they said we'll take you we'll take you so they get to the house where Jesus is teaching and lo and behold there's a crowd they're jammed into the building into this house they're poor you know they're sort of spilling out the front door they can't get in through the window they can't get in through the door and they think ah oh, How are we going to get? And they could say, oh, well, we'll try another day. And he could say, oh, no. And they say, look, we can get up onto the roof. And he could say, oh, it's too dangerous. You might drop me. But they push past all that resistance. What do they do? They get to the roof. And hey, they remove the tiles. And there, Jesus, I mean, dust must be coming down on him and everybody else. And he looks up as they lower this man. And it says, Jesus, seeing their faith, said to him, son your sins rise up and take up your bed your sins are forgiven you and it's just absolutely wonderful and do you know it says that the pharisees and the sadducees were there and the power of god was there to heal them one man got healed because his friends pushed through all those barriers and you see we have a barrier in our flesh um you know do we feel unworthy, Um, are we more comfortable at distance with God press through I promise you it's worth it press through, praise and thanksgiving into that place, don't rush it it takes time you have to give time to that process you see we need to spend time once we're in that place, the Holy of Holies the secret place of intimacy, we need to dwell in his presence bask in his presence, have you seen I've seen a bird basking in the sunshine, just ah. Enjoy his presence. Hear what he is saying to you. Hear his words of love to you, how much he loves you, how precious you are, how special you are to him, that you are his special jewel. And when you're in his presence, it's quieter there because we're listening and he is speaking. And our relationship really should be based not on our troubles but on our gratitude for his love. What is his love? You know, Colin Urquhart in in his book, God's Orchard, he says, human love is based on attraction, physical, emotional, or intellectual attraction, but God's love is totally different. God's love is the love that seeks for the highest good of the objects of his love, regardless of their physical, emotional, or intellectual state. He goes on to say that God's Love never changes because it's based on his nature. God is love and it's his nature to love and it never ever changes. His love is eternal and it doesn't depend on your circumstances. God is always seeking the highest good for you. Did you know that absolutely nothing in creation can separate you from God's love? He loved you when you were a sinner, maybe when you didn't love him before you became a child of God. He wants you to know that he will always love you as his child, whether you please him or not. You were always his child, and therefore the object of his love, whether obedient or disobedient. God's love perseveres through every situation. He doesn't take offense. He's not holding a grudge against you. When you were born again, God gave you a brand new heart and a new spirit. Your new heart is like God's own heart. Your new heart is a heart that's filled with God's love. The Holy Spirit has been shed abroad in your heart. With this new heart, you are able to live by faith, in love and so glorify the Lord by the fruit we bear, the things that we do and say in his name. You have a new heart that longs to be close to God. Your personal private time in the secret place is the most important part of your life. All the good things flow out of this time. Don't allow anything or anybody to rob you of this privilege of being heart-to-heart with God. Remember God is your Heavenly Father. And we see in Galatians chapter 4 verse 6 it says and because you really are his sons God has sent the Holy Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, Father. And the English translation is is Father. Well, if I called my father, Father, it would be rather formal. I called my father, Daddy. And I've seen children in Israel jumping in and out of the swimming pool and trying to get their father's attention, saying, Abba, 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 Daddy, Daddy. He's our Daddy. And so say to the Lord, Abba, Father, Daddy, I love you. Say to him, you are my very own Abba, Daddy, the one who loves me, the one who cares for me, the one who provides for me. Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, Abba, I ask that your precious, wonderful Holy Spirit, will touch each one of us deeply, so deeply that we will enter into a new place of intimacy, of worship in you. Abba, I pray that we will find the delight in you, Lord, that we have long desired and be satisfied by you utterly and completely. Abba, Father, I ask that you open the eyes of our hearts, so that each one of us will come to know and experience your tender love for us in a far greater way than ever before. In Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved, you are his beloved child and see yourself sitting on your daddy's lap with his arms around you saying, my child, I love you but it's your place of safety and love. I'd like to introduce you to two of my books that will lead you into a deep understanding of God's word. The Panorama of Prophecy is my big book on end time prophecy. It gives all the the prophecies of the Bible and it will take you step by step into exploring this exciting part of God's word. And also the keys of time is a Bible chronology that th- describes the Bible from beginning to end and it, in its perfect timing, showing the sovereignty of God. You can get these books from www.oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk or by phoning us at 01865 515 you You're most welcome to join us at our church services which are every Sunday at 11am and 6pm at Cheney School, Headington, Oxford, OX 3 7QH You can order CDs, DVDs, books and other great products from our online shop at www.oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk where you can also make a donation to our ministry or contact us on 01865 515086